This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox and in just a few moments, Peter Sashecki, president of Everything Financial, will join us to talk about strategies and solutions for financial peace of mind. And yes, that does include fees and finding the right advisor too. We'll open up our phone lines for your questions as well. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. And Vancouver police issued a public warning this week about a telephone scam after some local C Senior citizens were defrauded out of over $3 million. The scam, police say, involves a fraudster calling a senior on a landline and pretending to be a police officer or a jewelry store employee. The fraudster would convince the victim that their credit card has been used fraudulently to make a big purchase. When the victims hung up the phone to call the police, the suspects would stay on the line and play a recording of a dial tone. So the person would think, ah, okay, and then you dial whatever the number, then the suspect is already on the line, pick up and pretend to be the police officer or the bank representative that you're calling in this emergency. So after a series of calls, the suspects managed to get the victims to transfer money to overseas accounts. Now, in two cases, Vancouver Police Department investigators were able to recover some of the loot. In fact, over two and a half million of the stolen money has been found. Police know of five different cases already but say there may be more victims out there as well. Anyone who thinks that they may have been a target of a similar scam, call the cops right away. The faster you get on it, the faster they have a chance of catching the bad guys. This week, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency has recalled, announced rather, a recall of a frozen breaded chicken product over fears of salmonella contamination. The agency says Sofina Foods is recalling Jane's brand pub-style chicken nuggets from the marketplace. The recall call affects 800 gram packages with a best before date of December 15th. Now the food agency says there have been illnesses associated with the consumption of this product but a little short on any more details. It's the third time this year the Canadian Food Inspection Agency has announced a recall on frozen chicken nuggets after previous notices, and we told you about these, affecting Compliments brand and Crisp and Delicious brand products. It also follow, follows rather the recall of Jane's brand pub-style chicken burgers last October and pub-style chicken strips in November. Here's a story that'll warm the hearts of many suffering with tooth problems. The B.C. government is doubling its funding for -for not-for-profit dental clinics who provide either free or low-cost dental services. Most of the new money will go towards new equipment. The provincial government says people living in poverty often can't afford to take proper care of their teeth because they have, well, other immediate needs like, oh, food and shelter, and clearly those priorities dominate. Each of the 24 clinics affected that will benefit from the funding will get about 60 grand over three years to help with the cost of materials and lab fees. This announcement came earlier this week as a reshuffle of previous plans now all in one folder. Great news for college college and university sports fans on Burnaby Mountain this week as Simon Fraser University had a groundbreaking ceremony for a new sports stadium. 
Go on, you say. It's true. Construction should just take a little over two years, and the new facility will include an all-important roof for 1,800 spectators, along with washrooms at a media center. There's also plenty of expansion for a future field house and other amenities. This, of course, all means that in just a couple more years, for the first time, SFU sports teams will be able to play home games on their own campus stadium. Keep in mind, SFU is also in the NCAA sports loop with many U.S. teams, so a home field is long overdue. And we have one more story. It's a big spat between beer giants to report this weekend, and it's all about corn syrup. It seems Miller Coors is suing Anheuser-Busch for trying to frighten away beer drinkers from both Miller Lite and Coors Lite by claiming both of those brews contain corn syrup. This all began as a campaign during Super Bowl and now has escalated into a court fight. Miller Coors say the Bud folks are trying to prey on health-conscious drinkers who may easily confuse the corn syrup used in fermenting beer, which all goes away in the process, with high-sugar corn syrup used in soft drinks. And they want a judge to stop it completely. No decision yet, but we'll keep an eye on the story. Those are just a few of the top stories of the week. We'll look at a few more as the show goes along as well. Coming right up, Peter Sajeki of Everything Financial, here to take your calls and talk about the importance of having a solid financial plan and how to get one organized. Welcome back to the program on this Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by the president of Everything Financial, with offices here in the Lower Mainland, in Victoria, and in Scottsdale, Arizona. A pleasure to welcome Peter Sashecki to Vancouver Consumer. Hi, Peter. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I am very well. Thank you, sir. Good of you to join us today. Thank you. It's a gorgeous day outside, so... We're in here looking outside anyway. Well, there we are. You know, last Saturday at precisely this hour, we had the chief enforcement officer from the BC Securities Commission, the the people who regulate your business. Doug Muir was with us, and we had a fascinating conversation about all of the things uh, that that they're in charge of. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people are aware of the fact that that your industry, the financial services industry, is very regulated. It is. It is very regulated. So you had the cops in studio last week, basically. So now we'll get one of the guys from the trenches on the, on the air with us this weekend talking about financial plans. And I think we should start at square one, Peter. How many people who come to see you at your business, Everything Financial, you or your colleagues, mm-hmm. have a financial plan versus those who are looking to put one together? I've never seen one yet. That's actually a real plan mm-hmm. of the hundreds of people who come in. I've never had a plan. I did have a gentleman uh, a few months back came in from one of the major banks and he said, I want to put a plan together, et cetera. He says, but I want you to first look at the plan I have. So he slid it across the table to me and I looked at the plan. I flipped through three or four pages. I closed it up and I put it back to him. He says, you're done already? And I said, yes. He said, so what do you think of my plan? I said, well, it's not a plan. It's a bunch of projections. He goes, no, 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 look, it says financial plan right on the cover. Right, right. So he was sure it was a financial plan. So if it says so on the cover, it, it, it must, must be. be. Well, if, it's, if you saw it on the internet, it must be true. Oh, I guess. Uh, so I looked through and I said, so tell me this. You've got projections. If you earn this much, you will have this much. If you do this, you'll have this much. And right, so but on if so you on. invest in this program exactly. and over X number of years, you will you'll realize yeah. X profit. So I said, what if that doesn't happen? What's the plan? What's the backup plan? So what he had was the research that goes into a plan. 
a real plan has a, a, a well thought out picture to show you your position of where you are right now. Right. So what's your situation right now? That's your baseline. Or as we say with our, our Omni formula, it's like a GPS. That's the beginning of your Google Maps. Where am I at right now? Then from talking to the client, figuring things out, what's their hot buttons? What do they want to achieve? And that doesn't mean just retirement. Right. Maybe it's a new car in two years. Maybe it's the kids for post-secondary education or a bigger house or renovation. It could be, or a combination or a little of piece a of paradise of up there in the caribou. You never know. Or go to Scottsdale. <laughs> right. Um, so then you have the destination of where you're going to. And the real plan will, the, the registered financial planner will give you two or three different options of how to get from point A to B, C, D, et cetera. Right. The other thing to look for with the planner when you're doing the plan is that there's a yearly review. So not just a review of your investments, a review of the plan. Because you know when you're listening to Google Maps or the thing on your phone and you get that annoying voice, do a U-turn here because yeah. you've made a wrong turn or right, something? Right. That's the equivalent of reviewing the plan every year. If you make one wrong turn, you save yourself a lot of money and a lot of time if you get back on track real quick. If you wait five, six, seven years and then they drag you in again, you could be so far off track, you never get there. So at Everything Financial, I'm sure you rescue more than the odd customer who comes in with what they think is a fully mapped out financial plan that turns out to be not as comprehensive as they thought it was and hasn't been checked or updated for a few years and is starting to slide off the rails. It's true. And, and the, the reason is most people don't have a plan. The, the majority of Canadians don't have a plan. The stats are out there. And I know stats can be played with any way you want, but it's, it's well over the 90% because well over 90% of, we'll use this term loosely, advisors in our industry are commission salespeople. Uh-huh. So they're selling product. That's what you have to know. It's your right as a consumer to ask the person who's across the desk from you, how do you get paid? What are you making? Now, in, with my designation as a registered financial planner, which is basically the PhD of financial planning. I mean, we are fee-for-service we're solution-based financial planners, not sales-based financial planners. Okay. The idea is to build the plan for the person, find the solutions, and if they don't want to get the product through some of my suggestions, they can take the plan and go get the products to fulfill the plan elsewhere ah, if so they wish. It's not about if you, if you come to Everything Financial, we're going to lock you into this uh, small group of plans that are our pet projects, and one of them is bound to be just perfect for you. Yeah, it's banks do that. No, I know. And I do we do a lot of planning our our system to put a plan together and and when you're going to look for a registered financial planner, I know a lot of my colleagues it'll be the same. It's not a one one meeting 3 hour process. I was going to talk to you about that. So thanks for opening the door because if if part of understanding how to put together a plan that really is a plan is having a person across the desk from you that you can confide in and be comfortable with the advice you're receiving from. Absolutely. You you want to make sure, like I say this to people all the time. I mean, I I love putting plans together. I'm passionate about it because every one of them is different. Sure. There is no way, there is no cookie cutter version Every plan is unique. Every person's situation is unique. And what you need to remember as a financial planner out there, it's not your money. It's their money. I have clients who have 
are just starting out with ten or twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and we won't turn anyone away because everyone deserves a plan. Because the person. You see, now that's, uh, let me stop you only okay. there because a lot of people feel, look, I don't have a lot of money. I'm new to the game or I don't have a lot of disposable income. I live in the most expensive city in Canada. It costs almost everything I make just to stay alive in this town. I don't have a lot of investment money to toss around. So I guess I don't need a plan because I can't afford one. That's exactly when you need a plan is start from the basics. And I, I learned this from my dad all the time that when, when I was young starting out in this business, I said, he said, never get too big that you don't take on somebody. And he's right. Cause I've taken on clients. I had a gentleman come in last year and great gentleman, but you would swear he was living under the, the highway number one overpass at boundary road, where there is some unfortunate people oh, yeah. who are down on luck and they're living in a box or, you know, with a shopping cart. This gentleman had just shy of a million dollars. Wow. Unbelievable, super nice gentleman, but you never judge a book by its cover because the, as I was saying, the person with $10,000, that's their $10,000. They've worked hard for it. It's just as important to them as maybe someone who signed his first contract and got a signing bonus of $500,000, sure. but that might be the only thing he ever gets if he or she gets an injury or something like that in sports because sure. people think athletes all have it made. Well, we see the one-tenth of one percent who have it made. You don't see all the others who, who almost made who it, almost made it yeah. and are struggling and just trying to get by. So, so having a plan from the beginning is good just for the basics. And that plan may be just to pay off some debts. Like, sure. Like if you go into Or the, keeping your head above water for crying out loud, Peter. Yeah, when you go into an advisor, if all they talk about is, here, I have some mutual funds for you. I have mutual funds for you, but wait a minute. I'm 60000 in debt. I'm living less than paycheck to paycheck. Why are you selling me mutual funds? Mm-hmm. Because they're pushing product to get a commission. Right. I have many people who come in who will say, you know what? You don't need a plan with investments and insurance and everything else right now. You need a plan just to get to square one and just get your head above water, right. keep the dogs at bay, make sure you can pay bills. We'll work on the rest of the plan later. You're in the initial stage of just making sure you have money. You can feed your kids. Sure. You can, you know, you can give them the little things in life. And I tell people when we do a plan, it's not about giving me all your money. I want you to spend some for yourself mm-hmm. because you're not here for a long time. If you, if you just save, 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 and, and you have that magic date in front of you of 55, 60, 60, 60, whatever it is, and you work towards then, then may, unfortunately, may never come. Mm-hmm. So have have your Remember plan. Remember back in the eighties, they had that big Freedom Fifty Five thing that was supposed to be the goal. We were supposed to hit fifty five, press some button somewhere, and that was it. We're done, great, and we just go spend money for the rest of our life. Campaign wasn't it now? And guess who I started with in nineteen ninety? London Life. London Life, <laughs> and I wasn't there very long. Right when I realized Freedom Fifty Five was a marketing campaign trying to sell cash value, whole life insurance mm-hmm. for savings instead of investments. So my first year, it was, it was July of 1990. I, I met this gentleman. He was my neighbor named John. And we did my first financial plan. They weren't even called financial plans then. Right. I mean, I called it a Freedom 55 plan in, in essence, really. And we did his financial plan. Well, four months ago, I met up with John in Victoria. He's actually 
building the McKenzie overpass in Victoria right now. He's in charge of it. He's about four years away from retirement. And we had a fun dinner and we were reviewing his initial plan from 1990, where he is today. We meet a couple times a year and he's right on track. The numbers have changed all the way along, of course. but by reviewing it every year, he's still on track. He's still going to retire when he wants to retire. And that was my first ever plan I ever did in 1990. Interesting stuff. We haven't even opened up our, our phone lines up officially yet. We've already got some callers. So let's include some of our callers going forward. Peter Sajeki is with us from Everything Financial in Langley. Just moved to new offices in Langley up there in Walnut Grove. We did. 200th in the freeway. Where are you in Victoria? In Victoria, we're down at Fort and Quadra, um, right behind a great restaurant called the Blue Fox that a lot of people go to. If you go eat there, you don't really need to eat the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and offices occasionally in Scottsdale, yeah, Arizona. The office well. is in Scottsdale, and I'm there three, four times a year. I just got back from there last week, actually. Uh, let's go and uh, st- start in with John and Maple Ridge on the lines here. John, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Johnny White. Uh, I'm an insurance and segregated fund broker, currently working on my CFP. And I actually just wanted to thank you two today because there's too many brokers or advisors out in the industry currently that are selling products and currently focusing on product, 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 product. Like, especially how you said, how why are you selling someone segregated or mutual funds when they're currently $6,000 in debt or twelve or however much in debt? Good point. I just, I really appreciate that you guys doing this, and I really hope that this can help people open their eyes to, we're not trying to steal everyone's money, and we're not trying to break everyone's bank. We're just trying to help people out, and I guess the current generation just doesn't appreciate that nowadays. Well, it's interesting you would call, John. Thank you very Thank much you. for that. I appreciate it. And, and But John raises an interesting point, talking about today's generation as they approach the whole game of financial planning and investment for their lives. There's a new... Uh, player in town, Peter, uh, that it's it's an algorithm, and they've have they're spending a fortune on TV ads, Quest Trade. There are a number of them, yep. but basically they want you, the investor, to interact with a with a with an online provider of some kind. No human contact is included in all of this. Young people are very accustomed to doing most everything everything online. Does this fit with that? It, it's. Yes and no. How's that for sitting on the fence? No, no, there's, no. Sitting allowed, Peter. You got a minute of, before the news. How much yeah, off that fence? There's a lot of stuff out there. ETFs, exchange traded funds, yeah. which are a very inexpensive way to buy mutual funds. And they're very low cost and they follow the market. If you're a young person starting out, that's, that's okay. That's a way to get started, but you have to know what you're getting too. So we have people come in and they say, well, I want to get my kids RSPs but your child's making $20,000 a year, they're in the lowest tax bracket. Right. Buy a TFSA instead. The whole point of RSPs is buying them at a high tax bracket, cash them in a low tax bracket, and after the break, we'll tell you a good story about that. But you can look at that, but us, with our company, we have agreements with portfolio managers, so you can stay out of the high fee and the algorithm products and have people who actively manage your money who are paid to make you a profit. And you can do that from $0 all the way up. Welcome back to the program. Sterling Fox joined by Peter Sisecki from uh, Everything Financial. And by the way, the website is Everything Financial, all one word, a long one, everythingfinancial.com. And of course, all of the information regarding uh, office locations, including how to find the new one out there at Walnut Grove at 200th and the freeway in Langley or in downtown Victoria, uh, all of the, and and the contact points and and all of the uh, uh, information required, including the following statement. At Everything Financial, our mission is to build trusted long-term relationships with our clients by providing complete 
financial strategies and solutions for financial peace of mind. A pretty darn elusive goal for a huge percentage of Canadians. Financial peace of mind. What that must feel like, Peter. It's, you know what, it is... um it's really humbling. I had a meeting the other night with some clients and they came in and they said, where we were a year ago and where we are now, they said, they just said they wanted to thank me. They said, what a difference it's made. And it's not like they're suddenly buying new cars or taking new holidays sure, or anything right, like right. that. But just to have organization, I say this to people all the time, there is, there is more anxiety and not knowing what your position and what your situation is, good, bad, or otherwise. What I try and do with every client is give them a clear picture of exactly what their situation is right now. Again, good, bad, or otherwise. Mm. But if you have a clear picture, you can develop a plan to fix what needs to be fixed. And whether you're only halfway to your goal or whatever the case may be, just knowing what's in front of you takes away a huge amount of anxiety. And I see it with people all the time. I've had people come in who thought their situation was so desperate. They were going to have to sell their house. They were going to have to go bankrupt, all sorts of things. And then when we put it into play and they actually see the plan and you give them a clear picture and they realize, holy cow, it's not that bad. I'm actually better off than I thought. I have a, a lady was in the other day. She's got on her phone 99 days, six hours and whatever minutes and seconds to retirement. Oh, okay. She came in a year and a half ago with, with documents all over. I mean, her stuff was everywhere. Didn't have a clue what her situation was. Part of her um, f- planning for retirement, part of her assets was a pension that's going to pay her about $35,000 a year. All this time, she was panicking. She thought it was a $35,000 lump sum. Oh my. So we sorted that out, uh, got it all on the right track. Huh? She's got 99 days. She's retiring at 60 years old and just ecstatic. I mean, I saw it on the phone. I thought that was pretty cute. Um, and just that to give people peace of mind and have them thank you afterwards to go, you've made a difference. That's it's, it's humbling, but it's, it's what we're, we try and do every day with people. You know, another part of peace of mind, Peter is, um, not feeling like you're being ripped off or taken for a ride. Gouged. Let's, yep. let's, let's talk fees again for a couple more minutes. We had the securities commission people on last week talking about fees and yes, there are very strict rules about fees and all the rest of it. But, you know, these ads for these algorithms, these online advisory services, they say something to the effect of... Uh, uh, people are, you know, the actors are right. complaining. They're they're disengaging from their financial advisor because over the course of my investment lifetime, I'm about to forfeit thirty percent of my money in fees. So I'm out of here. Is basically the thrust of the TV ad, and and that's true when you're comparing those type of algorithm or ETF that I just talked about portfolios versus mutual funds, seg funds, which are a mutual fund from an insurance company. That's true. The difference is what we do. And I got rid of the mutual fund business nine years ago. I Once I got the opportunity to work with what we call for short form portfolio management companies or the investment council planning model, these are the only investors that are an actual fiduciary. Their job is and the responsibility is to you, the consumer, not me, the registered financial planner who refers them. Or to the shareholders who will benefit from the more more mutual funds you sell for the bank. Because these are not mutual funds. They're portfolios they build. And how they do it is, and this is the way, everyone can take this away and and go ask this question when they sit down with someone next week. The, The system to do it right is you build a plan first. 
You figure out what the plan is. Then we go to the portfolio manager and say, this is what we need. Here's the plan. Now build us an investment package or an investment portfolio that fits this client's needs. What these portfolio managers have to do as well, they, and we have to as registered financial planners, we have to disclose every penny we make of every product we represent. Okay. So we're charging a fee for service to do a plan, but if I go refer you to this portfolio manager and I get paid X, whatever it is, that goes towards your planning fee. So I can't double dip. But the, the reason you want to build the investments to match the plan, if you build a sound plan and you find you only need to get, let's just use an example, a 5% return, mm-hmm. why are you chasing 7 or 8% and chasing returns that you'll, you'll possibly never get and increasing your volatility? The lower the risk, the lower the volatility, the more likely you are to hit your numbers. Because I can guarantee you three things. There's three things that really go into a, assumptions that go into a plan. Okay. There's a rate of return, there's inflation, and then there's cash flow. What do you spend so we can figure out what you need? And I can guarantee you one other thing. What's when that? I review your plan in a year from now, I'm not going to be right on either one of those. I'm going to be wrong on every one of those. But I'll be close because I always overestimate inflation. I underestimate the rate of return. And in 29 years, I've never met a client who actually tells me what they really spend. Uh, right, right. I suppose there's a little fudging going yes, on there. And that's why you review the plan every year because you're never that far off. Right. And then it's easy to, a real technical financial term, it's easy to tweak. So how much do you cost? If you're a fee-for-service guy versus taking a slice off the top of whatever the mutual fund or investment to stock or whatever, you, you charge a flat rate. You, you bet. Uh, and so how, you disclose this rate absolutely, in advance? Absolutely. We, we charge, to, and I'm going to explain this real slowly for people, but we charge a fee or we value is really the correct, correct terminology for us. We value our financial plan to be worth $3,500 to create the plan and then $500 every year to review and update the plan. Okay. So what I say to every client is a lot of people don't, the plan they're doing or what they're going to invest or what they need for insurance or their mortgage or whatever the case may be, isn't going to produce $3,500 up front. That's okay. Because remember what I said last segment, I will not turn away anybody, right, even yeah. the smallest client. Mm-hmm. So we look at every client as about a five-year project. Now, we want them for much longer than that, but we look at what's going to be the revenue over five years. And in 29 years, and 25 years or 24 years with everything financial since I started the company, I have only ever billed the financial plan to four people because everyone else over the five-year period made some money I'm collecting and, enough uh, to get close enough, and I don't worry about it to the penny. Right. If I'm close enough... I'm close enough. And we also have junior advisors who I mentor, we use, I oversee everything, who can work with the client on a one-on-one basis to keep the cost down for people. But everyone deserves help with their money and everyone deserves a low-cost plan and not to waste tons of money in fees. Okay. Let's, uh, let's again, uh, we're revisiting something we talked about very briefly in our opening segment, the difference between a financial advisor and a registered financial planner, a designation that you carry. Yes, a registered financial planner is a fee-for-service advisor. They're not based on sales and commission, and they must disclose everything they make. Their job, you actually have to write a financial plan, like a thesis, and have it go to a board for approval before you can get your designation. There's other things you need to do too. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the terminology financial advisor is used 
loosely in Canada, and they were. The Ontario Securities Commission was on a crusade to restrict the usage of certain terminology, and that's been put by the wayside right now because anyone with no experience, unfortunately, no education, can call themselves really an advisor. Mm -hmm. And most of them are commissioned salespeople, but people don't get wrong. We had, I think it was John who called in earlier, a great call. And he's in an industry where now with the insurance and the SAG funds, he's working commission. But you could tell by talking to John that he cares about what he's doing. And, And a lot of people do. There's a lot of them out there who do care. Unfortunately, they're with a system where they get commission. Mm-hmm. My, I started with London Life. I was in a commission-based right. system. I was able to grow out of that, move on, eliminate mutual funds, and because of the growth of my company, was approached by these portfolio management companies to go work with them, where they're working full-time to design the investments. I design the plan. Let the experts look after the investments right. and, and complement what I'm doing. And I'll look after the plans because the planning, the taxation, that's a full-time job. I can't also decide what stock, what mutual fund, what investment you're going to buy as well and monitor it properly. Let someone else, pay someone else to do that and make it part of the plan. Just as, just as though in a general sense, Peter, uh, individual stocks versus baskets of stocks like ETFs, which route to the amateur, not the, the skilled person like yourself with all the credentials, but a person just trying to make a buck out there by an investment or so. An ETF, safer probably, but uh, uh, would, would a stock provide more chance for uh, success? Neither. Okay. I would actually go look up a portfolio management company where someone's professionally managing your money. And here's the thing. When the markets are going up, like happened up until October, where the, for three years we had steady growth. Yeah. You can buy an ETF. You can buy a mutual fund, a SEG fund. You can go to a portfolio management company. They're all going to make you money because mm-hmm. you don't have to be very intelligent when the markets are all going up to make money. That's not the key. The key is... What does the person do for you on the downside? The three companies we use for the, the various dollar figures that we have, all of them have one priority. Their top priority, conservation of principle. If you don't lose money on the downside, it makes it a lot easier when the markets are going up. Because if you lose 10%, you got to make 12 to get back to square one. Mm-hmm. But with portfolio management companies, because they're actively trading, that's the difference between the ETF and the portfolio management companies, ETFs, when the markets are going up, you can't miss because their, their algorithm follows the market. Sure. But think about it. That's the same when it goes down. So you're on the roller coaster going downhill at 100 miles an hour and you can't get off. What do you do then? When you have someone who's actively managing your money and has a vested interest to make sure you make a profit, that's key. That's what you want to go for. And there's no restrictions on dollar amounts anymore. You can find one of them at $0 or $5 million. It doesn't matter. They're there for everybody. Uh, one, again, just basic question. Uh, is a mutual fund more or, or less liquidable than an ETF? If you need, if you got investments and all of a sudden you need cash, which is easier to liquefy? The same. But your mutual fund, though, unfortunately, could have what's called DSC fees. They're the devil. Oh, okay. That's maybe I'd start with D, Deferred Sales Commission. If you get locked into one of those, it can take you seven years before that fee vanishes if you move your money. Here's the thing, Deferred Sales Commission. It doesn't make sense because the only person who's paying it is you. They don't go back to the advisor if you move your money and take back some of his commission. Mm -hmm. It comes out of your pocket. And these, in, in the States, we can't sell these. In the UK, they don't have them. 
in Canada, there was a push on to get rid of them. And just recently, the Ontario Securities came out and said, no, no, it's okay. We're going to backtrack. We're not going to get rid of DSCs right now. We don't see them as really harmful to the consumer. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. The definition of DSC is harmful to the consumer. Interesting, because you're paying twice. You're paying when you buy the stock and then you're paying when you, you sell well, it or, you, or the you, investment. The commission's gone to the advisor and they have no vested interest. They've been paid. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. But, but I said, if you leave, you're the one writing the check. That doesn't make sense. So when we talk about putting together a financial plan, most people, I think, Peter, inaccurately think it's about it's about retirement. If I'm going to, going to organize my retirement, but there are so many things that happen in life before retirement yeah. that a financial plan is, is really a lot more about life than it is about your after work life. It is. And don't think just about retirement. I try and program people to think about something different. Think about what's called a work optional lifestyle. That's our phrase. That's trademark. That's what we do. Our Omni formula is to lead you to a work optional lifestyle. What does that mean? It means retiring every year. But by retiring every year, you may work to 70, which means maybe in your 40s, you start with those big retirement trips every one or two years, which might mean you have to work longer. But you know what? It's probably a lot easier to hike Machu Picchu when you're 45 than it is when you're 65. No question about that. I'm just saying, it's probably easier. Uh, No question. So uh, by way of uh, summarizing our conversation, because unbelievably our time is almost up, uh, the mission statement from Everything Financial, I quoted a line from the website about uh, promising of providing complete financial strategies for financial peace of mind. That's a biggie, Peter. It's all about getting to that plateau. So elusive for so many many of us. And it shouldn't be that difficult. It isn't. If you go in to a registered financial planner and you disclose everything, you're going to get a good result. It might take time. It doesn't happen overnight. Sure. Setting up one of these plans can take four or five meetings. But if you put garbage in and you're not, you don't disclose everything, you're going to get garbage out. So don't be afraid to lay all your cards on the table because the only thing that'll happen is you will get better peace of mind and you'll remove some of that anxiety of not knowing where you're at. Lots more great information available on uh, Mr. Shiseki's website, everythingfinancialoneword.com, with offices in the new one in Langley, downtown Victoria, and yes, occasionally in Scottsdale. Peter Shiseki, very good to meet you. It's Thank a pleasure. You. It great great to meet conversation. You. Thanks for having me in it today. went by so fast, you must come back and do it again. I'll do it again for sure. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. And once again, our thanks to Peter Shiseki, president of Everything Financial, for a very informative visit. John Carlson will join us after the news with a local real estate update and lots more on the 1% Realty story in the second half of our show today. It's time now for Duly Noted, and this time around, our producer Ben Dooley has a look at how to buy lottery tickets as a group. Thanks, Sterling. A recent lawsuit launched against the Surrey man by four of his co-workers for allegedly making off with their shares of a million-dollar lottery jackpot may have others wondering whether they're protected. The BC Lottery Corporation is now promoting a system they say is the best way to ensure you're not duped. Here's Evan Kelly with the BCLC. You can put in the uh, the share per group member, whether that's a number or a percentage, and you can see what the prize uh, size is going to be down here and, you know, check out whether they've been paid or not. Kelly couldn't comment on the case, but said most jackpots are won by individuals or couples. Disputes like this one are rare, he said. Kelly also offered several other tips the BCLC gives to groups who want to stay friends while going in on a ticket. Um, The most important tip, he said, 
was appointing a team captain to collect the money and buy the ticket. You want that team captain to put their name on it and you want to put the words in trust on the ticket. That way when that person brings it to BCLC, we know that a group is involved. The BCLC also recommends that team captains photocopy tickets and give a copy to each player so they can check the numbers for themselves. Team captains are also advised to establish clear rules ahead of time if group members don't participate in the draw and to avoid writing the names of employers on the ticket as they might want to claim a cut for themselves. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Interesting stuff. Thank you, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before the news, and you knew this was coming. Keurig, the coffee pod machine maker, is all set with its new cocktail machine. The parent company, Keurig, Dr. Pepper, Inc., and Anheuser-Busch, InBev, are moving forward with a plan to launch a home bar pod system. It's been piloted already since last November in St. Louis. The Drinkworks machine works by using using liquid-filled pods to prepare cocktails, brews, and ciders with a touch of a button, just like coffee. The new machine, which is in partnership with Drinkworks, is officially rolling out in Missouri and Florida and will be in California in a few months as well. The machine is being sold for $2.99 U.S. on pre-order and is currently on sale for $3.99, a four-pack of pods, about $15.99. So do the exchange math, and they will likely cost Canadians when they hit the market place here in a year or so about 350 bucks for these machines and the four pack of booze pods should run you about 20 dollars pricey but convenient that's the magic with the keurig brand we'll let you know when they're available here oh and no winning ticket was sold for the 35 plus million dollar jackpot in last night's lotto max draw speaking of lotteries as ben just was that means the jackpot for next friday's draw on the 29th will be for approximately 50 million bucks and there will also be two max million prizes of a million dollars each up for grabs don't forget the tips we just passed along if you're planning to buy tickets as a group. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.